Hello, welcome to episode number 294 of the Applaud Podcast. I am your host, Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by AIXDSP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins. Get the IC Intuition Compressor. It's a compressor that gives you a clear and intuitive visual display that shows exactly what is happening to your audio at all times. Click the link in the description for more information. Amazon shoppers. There's a hyperlink in the description. You can click on that link. Also, you can go to applog.ca and click on the banner located on the right side and bookmark that link. And every time you shop on Amazon, use the links to shop and support the show. It costs you no extra money. You can support my work on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with my hosting and gas fees. And you can cancel at any time. Go buy some merch at the applelog.ca slash shop iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show and give it five stars, please. Like and share on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash pod. Follow me on Twitter at simonhead666. Today on the show, I have Nadav from the band Kids Insane. Nadav plays bass and is this this record, Kids Insane, the record is called Who's the Enemy? And it is every song is under a minute and a half. And it's an EP that's probably 12 minutes long. It's amazing. Go check out Kids Insane. You're going to hear half the record, actually, in this podcast, by the way. I uh, really enjoyed it. Kids Insane are a band based out of Jerusalem, out of Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, actually. And uh, it was great talking, great meeting people like that, you know. People from the other side of the world on this little old podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Nadav from the band Kids Insane on the Uplap Podcast. Don't judge. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I know. I know. Like the bass players, are usually the the last ones to speak. <laughs> the quiet ones. But, uh, that and drummers. That and drummers. What oh, drummers are either drum. super insane or uh, <laughs> or like really introverted, like all about drums. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which which guy do yeah. you got? You got the super introverted or the guy that's like all about drums, or do you got the loud crazy guy? Oh, he's he's a. Uh... Not that loud, but definitely the crazy guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Our drummer. Yeah. And uh, Corey, our, our singer, the vocalist, he's also like a drummer uh, originally. <laughs> That's what yeah. he mostly plays in most bands. Okay, okay. So we're, uh, yeah. we're a band with the, we, we actually have two drummers. Yeah. So how does that work out for like when you're songwriting and dealing with stuff in does is like will Corey want to sort of jump behind the drum kit and sort of well, or is he leave? Not, no, not that often, but he will get like ideas here and there and always suggest them to Yoni, the drummer. Um and like, you know, they'll elaborate and I mean Corey's a great drummer, so mm -hmm. it's it's definitely good to to listen to any uh anything he might uh might suggest yeah yeah so let's talk a little bit about the band's history um how, how you, you how long have you guys been a band for um you know and obviously you're in the area you're at how's the scene like is the scene supportive so let's go like first ones like where were you guys like how'd you guys get together all right so the band um started 
in 2010. So that's like quite a long time ago. Um, we played our first show at the end of 2010. Um, basically, it started with a, we were a bunch of like me and Corey and uh, our first guitar player, Asaf. We, we used to play in a hardcore punk band a couple of years before. And then I, uh, I left and uh, like studied in, in the UK, in London for two years. And uh, that was 2008 and nine which I don't know, to me personally felt like I was, uh, I was living in, in the UK while there was like a really big boom of hardcore and punk bands um, coming out of there. Um, and when I got back to Israel, I was just like, man, this, the scene here definitely lacks that sort of aggressive old school, um, I mean, more like old school hardcore punk tones and um, and I got Corey and, and Asaf back together. Corey was behind the drums in the beginning. And, um, and we just started writing some, some songs. And uh, things, things started from this point to, to just kind of roll. We, we played a lot of uh, hometown shows. Um, people around here got really interested. Um, and I think at that point we were like working on, a, on our first album. Um, uh, all over, which was released like almost two years after we started playing as a band. Hmm. And um, when that album came out, that's when things got a little bit more serious. Like we got some attention from uh, German labels and uh, started talking about properly touring and um, started working towards that direction. Um, we had a uh, well, Corey, uh, yeah, I, I skipped the part where we had the Corey jump from the drums to the vocals, which was definitely like the beginning of Kids Insane. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so uh, around 20, 2013, I think that was like the first, well, 2012 was the first European tour, uh, which we just kind of... Uh, jumped in the van with our friends from uh, from the UK, a band called Dry Heaves, and they took us around um, and played some cool shows together. But then 2013 was like the first proper big uh, Kids Insane tour that we booked all on our own. Like I was, I was doing a lot of the emailing and all of the, you know, reviews and just basically managing and the, like doing everything uh, Promotion wise. Mm -hmm. um, and well, you know, it's kind of a long history. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I we did, we did about, I think, nine European tours since then. Yeah. Some years we did even three in a year. Yeah. I guess Europe's easier to get to than North America, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, um, cheaper flights and all that. Yeah, but not only that. I think for touring bands, it's uh, the culture there is so welcoming. Oh yeah, especially for younger bands and yeah. uh, and less familiar. Like they would always, uh, you know, put you up uh, with a place to sleep and a nice dinner and like take real good care of you. Yeah, and um, at least back in back in those days, it was still like very very welcoming. And I think maybe there weren't. A lot of bands touring um 
or at least like not not many bands from our area yeah so that was uh, like very much a new thing to a lot of people we met yeah i find too that europeans are more receptive to the fact that you've taken the effort to travel thousands of kilometers to get to a, a small venue to play and pour your heart out and there's more empathy with with you know europe as opposed yeah, to north definitely. america um i mean as a canadian band i we never toured america ever well i did in the early 90s when you could sneak across but but i as a as a you know as an adult i never toured europe uh playing in a, playing in a band it was just too expensive it was too hard and no money was made europe was the way to go yeah 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 and uh you know at least until up until 2020 i think that's that was the, the best place to tour. Yeah. It changed a little bit too, because there was also, um, because when, you, when we went there in the early 2000s, we could go all week and we there were some dips like around Wednesdays and Tuesdays, but but not as bad as what the last time we went. It seemed like the weekends were like the times now where bands would tour. And if you're a European band, you just go to here and come back and then you go to here. You know what I mean? It was much easier to play shows. But as a band yeah. that has to fly there, it's a tricky one. You have your, your, you know, your quiet shows. And then you have your mental shows, and usually it's like the mental shows are just something crazy happens, especially with Germany. Yeah, mm. um, definitely. I, I remember when we when we were touring, like uh, weekends were so much easier to get a show, and uh, and then because we're coming from from Israel, then we have to take the flight, and and we kind of try to stuff in like make every tour be at least like two weeks long, or or. Some tours were even four and five weeks long. Um, and then you just kind of have to fill in the gaps. So you, you do the smaller shows. And yeah, like Mondays, I guess, are the worst. <laughs> yeah, they are, right? And it's yeah. like, oh, it's like almost like uh, it's not worth it really. But at the same time, it's like it's exciting because you're in another country and, and all that stuff. So you kind of do it. But if it was a Monday in your hometown, it'd be like, nah, I think... Uh, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Like you were saying, if if we were a European band, then we would just go go out on the weekend and play yeah. to full clubs, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you were already there. You got the van rented. You got the equipment rented. Yeah, you know, you gotta make it up. Yeah, yeah. So, so North American is is did, did um any did you get any traction there? Have you done any touring in North America? Not, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. It's not um, a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Not big well, deal. I'm not saying don't come I'm to sure, Canada. I'm, I'm just sure saying it's, it's a cool experience. Yeah. 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 Like uh, uh, some some parts, I would love to 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 go and uh, like as a band. Yeah. Um, you know when like you go from City, you go LA, from, you know probably yeah. Shows, but you know when you go from uh, France um, to uh, France to uh, to say uh, London, UK. It's a similar idea, like. The UK seems to have that North Americanized sort of, they don't care as much for the bands as much, unless you're yeah. like, you know, whatever, Foo Fighters or something. But, you know, as an independent band, we couldn't wait to get back to France and back to Germany because England was sort of like, even, you know, opening up for larger bands, it seemed like, yeah, it's sort of like we're a hindrance here, you know, even though I'm I'm born in England. So it's like, I'm, I'm home, God, <laughs> I thought. But um, so, yeah, so going the, it is an experience to go to North America. It's just tremendously expensive and it needs to be something like, okay, we need to do it not just to play shows. There needs to be other reasons to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We crossed uh, the border to the UK a couple times uh, on tours and uh, you have to get all these like, uh, like 
they're not that expensive, but like special visas because yeah. they they would they're really really careful about that. And uh, and yeah, you can definitely feel the the whole uh, vibe of the show. Kind of uh, everything's a bit more commercial, I think. Yeah, yeah, from, from played side. out. Everybody's played there, you know. Everybody plays, you know. But you go to some small town in Germany or something and set up on the side of a hill in a weird little building and you know it's going to be a crazy show you know it's like this is amazing you know you feel like or somewhere in northern italy you know where you feel like oh this is people really want you to be here like they're excited about it you know and i miss that yeah i miss that being a band and going hey actually people respect the fact that we've traveled all this way to to, to get there yeah it's very cool very rewarding is there any way to tour in your home country um well it's such a small place so I wouldn't call it a tour, but yeah. bands uh, do come and play here. He used to, up until last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we booked we booked a few bands over here. Um, one of which was a Combat Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Band. I know Andrew. I know Andrew well. His other band, Sights and Sounds, is awesome, actually. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Combat Kid's a is a funny story because uh, they've actually played Israel twice, and. Uh, the first time they came here was for this really, really big, messy festival that got canceled like at the last minute on the day. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, uh, it was probably promoted by uh, younger kids that didn't have a lot of experience and a lot of things got tangled up and uh, they ended up being here like in Israel for a couple of days and, and on the day of the festival hearing that it's all canceled and they couldn't play the show. Um, but Kids Insane was at the studio at the time. And we got in touch with um, Scott Wade, the, the first, the first comic kid vocalist, um, which was touring with them at the time. And we just had this like crazy idea um, to have him uh, appear on the record. Um, so through, through that, which is which is a, a whole different story, basically. Through that, we got in touch with Comeback Kid and sorted them out with a tiny, tiny show at a, at like the local DIY venue. Mm -hmm. It was called the Coro, and they played. It's like a maybe eighty capacity venue, but I think around three hundred <laughs> people uh, somehow got inside, and that was like one of the craziest show we've seen here. Um, Definitely like the, the craziest hardcore punk show that has ever been played in Tel Aviv. Um, and, and since that day, we were like, we have to book a proper Kambaki show um, uh, and, and have them over here again. And uh, we've been in touch for like two or three years until we finally managed to, to do it last year. And uh, they played the Barbie, which is a much bigger venue. And it was full house and yeah. <clears throat> like, good times yeah 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 how is the technology over there for audio and lights and sound it's like because i know europe kind of goes off with they have like really cool stuff where do you guys sit in all of that like when it comes to like in canada montreal is renowned for having like good sound and lights and toronto not so much but do you have hmm. like is it regional or is it countrywide like do people take care of the sound and audio and, and lights um correctly <laughs> i'm using that word uh, um well I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say no uh, because the, the the like the good venues definitely has good sound systems 
Um, but uh, but yeah, like uh, I'm maybe I'm not such a such a I don't have the best ear for that. <laughs> But, uh, well, you are a like bass player. Barbie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. I'm a bass player. That too. Barbie, that Barbie place, that Barbie club is uh, is like a mythological place in uh, Tel Aviv, um, and the sound there is really, really good. And it's very like uh, you know one of these venues that have their own sound. Like you, you, you wouldn't have that anywhere else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a legendary place for for any uh, big uh, Tel Aviv or big Israeli rock band to play at. So uh, they definitely have their lights and sound game uh, on on spot. But uh, we we mostly play small DIY venues here. Mm-hmm. There's um, a few of them like opened and closed with the years, mm-hmm. but. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say these places have the best sound system, but uh, the atmosphere is is definitely definitely right. Yeah, yeah. So, what number EP? What number album is this now? I'm trying to see what. This is uh, well, it's it's the second EP. Second we EP. put out two two albums. Yeah, and uh, this will be the second seven inch. Yeah. So, um, talk. Let's hear a song actually, because I I love this. Reminds reminds me of like. Uh, like what was it? Short music for short uh, for fat people or whatever. It was like songs couldn't be any longer than a, a minute or something. But holy shit, yeah. they're bombastic. Like, and they don't seem short. That's the crazy thing about this whole thing. It, and when you hear it, it's like, yeah, right. everything's being said in forty-eight seconds. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Um, let's hear one. Let's hear a. Uh, Won't stop now. Yeah, there we go. There's one. <laughs> it's so good. It sounds so good too. By the way, like the recording of it, it's um. There's no, there's no trickery. It doesn't sound like, and there's no like. It's just raw. It's like dudes playing. Like I, I love records like that. That sounds like people playing their, you know, bashing their hearts out and trying to, you know what I mean, making a point uh-huh. in 48 seconds. By the way. Yeah. So that's the first. Have you done uh, your are your other records? Are they all short ones too, or did is this sort of a, a new direction for you? That's kind of a new direction. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say a new direction, but that's that's like we finally feel like we got to the essence of this band, and uh, like captured captured everything um, uh, in this like more of a fast, freshy, short punk rock sound you know mm-hmm. that that type of uh of songs like we i think before that we we were kind of like trying out a lot of things so songs especially in the in the second album cluster songs tended to be long and uh, slower um and uh i think after we got 
this like weirdness out of us. <laughs> we, we were really aiming for a quick EP, make it short, make it like fast and just hit hard, you know? Yeah. The whole record's under, I think under 10 minutes. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. That is, you know, the other good thing about that is that people just keep playing it. You know, it's not like, you know, because it, if it's only 10 minutes long, people I won't hear it again, you know? So they get twice the enjoyment out of it in half the time. That's bad math, but it's my math. Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So talk a little bit about the recording. Like, how, how did you guys, like, get started to this, uh, the writing thing? Like, how, did you start writing this all in a block or was this all over a period of time? It's, uh, well, we're, we're like really bad critics on our own writing. And uh, after finishing the, the second album, Cluster, and putting this one out, um, which was a, a bit heavier and slower, um, we, we started writing again for another release. We, we didn't know it was going to be an EP straight away. And I think we did write almost a whole album. Like we demoed probably like 10 more songs and just just uh, ended up not play, not doing any of them um because after a while we realized hey that's that direction you kind of we're kind of tired of it and uh and looked like to and then just just tried to do the the faster stuff and i don't know um how we got to writing it it was more uh, like the, for the first time, it was really a lot of a lot more jamming in the practice space than overthinking songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time we worked with uh, with our friend Yotam Benchorin of Useless ID, uh, which helped us produce the, these songs. And I think he was like a key influence on on like taking the songs and making everything shorter and just like cut the bulk out. Yeah, we we needed that outside perspective. Um, so that was, that was the writing process. The recording was kind of in the same spirit, like try to capture the, the, the live sound of the band as much as we can. Um, because that, that was something we, we always had a struggle with. Um, so we recorded at a very, very nice studio in, uh, Jaffa, in the old city of Jaffa. Um, it's called uh, Jaffa Sound Arts, and uh, and uh, Yotam pro- um, helped us produce everything, and uh, we sent it out to to mixing at the Blasting Room. Ah, uh, Jason Livermore did it. Jason Livermore did it. Yeah. yeah. So for us, it was like a no brainer. It's just like you didn't put that in your bio. Now that you say that, it's like yeah, that makes total sense when I hear it. It's like everything's just so. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> I was excited. No, I think that's about it. Um, we got these songs back, and uh, we were really, really excited about it. Um, that was actually recorded in 2018. Oh, wow, really? And, yeah. Oh, yeah, small detail I might have forgot to mention. <laughs> um, like yeah. the band, in the beginning of our conversation, I was saying we toured quite a lot since 2012 um, until 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like two tours a year on average and you know that's that's not our it was never like uh, our job or anything and yeah we just we we got to a point where people were a bit busy with other projects and uh, I don't know somehow even though we were really really excited about the the new 
stuff and kind of like that new direction yeah. uh the band kind of slowed down like naturally and uh with that slowing down suddenly 2020 came and uh yeah the world ended changed everything for everyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the old world ended yeah. and uh yeah and and uh for for this specific release it actually was kind of like it came on the right time because i don't know it just kind of brought us back um i mean yeah it, it was also Haim, which is the guy who puts it out from from the record label an israeli record label called taklitim holim sick records mm -hmm. um so he kind of heard about it and I was like, wow, you guys have this recording? Like, why aren't you putting it out? Let's put it out. And it was just like, you know, all stars kind of aligned. And, um, and uh, we, we decided to, to go with it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's sort of uh, this short story. <laughs> It sounds like you guys sort of wait for the right time to do things. Nobody's in obviously in a big hurry. Um, it's a, it's a, there you take educated um, moves uh, and don't, yeah, yeah that's good. At, good. At, this, at this point of the band, um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, because, like, like I said, like we've been kind of running full speed with this band um, the years before. And, uh, it's it, it's just quite quite hard to tour uh, from you know so so excessively. Yeah. Um, coming from here, I mean, um, I think at the point where we realized if we want to do this professionally, we need to play around hundred shows a year, and that's something that's gonna be like impossible, coming from where we come from. Yeah. Just like work wise, and it would mean you have to move to Europe, and you know that might. That might have worked, um, but yeah. Then, then we just decided. And I, I think it's also like an age thing. We all got to this, uh, got a little bit older and smarter, and uh, realized like, hey, if we want to keep doing this, we have to do it uh, in a certain, like, on a slower gear. Mm -hmm. um, which, yeah, <laughs> which is not really the case right now. I mean, we needed some 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 time to to get like recharged and uh hopefully if things come back to normal we we would be happy to go back to tour a little bit on this uh on the next releases yeah the whole plague aside i call it the plague because I, I don't like you know <laughs> it's funny yeah. i i think uh 20 something year old kids that are in a band that get lucky and start touring they can do it. I mean, they don't have parts in their life where genetically speaking, they're like, yeah, some people want to have kids. Some people want to have a job. Some people like paying their rent. Some people like having a few extra bucks for beers and time for time. And then some people love to starve and be angry and make art out of it and suffer for art. And there's two roads, you know, and 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 it always happens like this. Like people who get a little bit older, they start going, you know what? I've been taking a lot in life. Maybe I should start giving more. You know, um, and that's you, that's just age. That's age and experience. It's it's so true. Yeah, and I you know yeah. I truthfully think when people want to start settling down or don't a lot of people don't like being in their forties and sleeping on floors and 
living in a squat and feel like they might get arrested for playing in somebody's backyard. Like that's a young person's game. And you know, I did it, loved it. I wouldn't do it tomorrow. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would definitely change things. Like if, if, you know, if I could have chosen um, how to do it, like I would, I know that if and if we would really, really want to go on a month tour, would be really hard for everyone at this at this stage in life yeah. nearly impossible and uh, also there's not a good reason to like exactly. like you said you know you grow up and uh, there are more things you want to keep keep and have and like we, we don't we don't have families yet like kids um, our drummer is expecting one though um, and uh so, so, so in that sense, I think it was hard for us to admit, like that. Hey, maybe we need to to take this like on a slower, uh, yeah, on a slower gear because because there's like don't we don't have big commitments, but it's also like a retrospective thing where you see these things after a while, like like you don't know why you feel tired and and angry and. Uh, I mean, like from from over over touring or being on the road too long or just just like doing this thing for too long. Yeah. And uh, yeah, after a while, you realize maybe it was just like, uh, yeah, I don't know what I mean. Sorry. No, I I, I do know what you mean. I, and you know, there's an example of there's times and places for everything. Um, a band like you that's toured nine times in Europe. Um, there is, you know, obviously there's a, there's like, there's like you click sometimes and sometimes bands click with people like, uh, there's a band called Danko Jones just came over from Canada and just became this huge band in Europe. Couldn't even get arrested in Canada. You know what I mean? Like could not even, but they just exploded in Europe. So they toured, 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 but there was a reason for them to do that. And we were on, my band was on the same label as them and we were like, whoa, we should probably do that model. And nobody bought a record, so we decided, oh, okay, maybe we're not going twice a year or once a year, even, you know. And uh, there's a decision you make as a person to realize, like, you know, hey, we're, I'm not going to be Bon Jovi, you know, I'm I'm okay with that, you know. I don't have enough hair to be Bon Jovi, really, but <laughs> everywhere because he's a hairy man. But I mean, there's there's um there's a time and a place and a reason to do things, and just understanding where where you get on and get off that to me is a very wise uh thing you know decision to to make because you know you could yeah. just you could be the yeah. angry guy at the back of the club for another 20 years but then you'll be known as the angry guy any old punker at the back of the club like that oh don't talk to that guy you know that guy's crazy <laughs> yeah let's hear yeah. another song uh let's hear i can't say we could almost hear the whole record by the way Yeah. 
were just talking. <laughs> Jesus. Sounds great. Fuck, so good. We were just yeah, talking about fun. touring. Um, yeah, so would you uh, consider coming over to Canada, or, or is that something that is... I know everybody does consider it, but, I mean, really, would you, like, think touring Canada would be a good thing for your band? Um, well, I would love to, personally, mm-hmm. but uh, what do you mean by a good thing? You know? <laughs> well, Canada's I, I so mind, big. I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind spending a little bit of money and, uh, like, traveling with my friends who play some shows in Canada, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah... Um, if we get invited, we'll try to come and play everywhere. You go do Putzefest. When Putzefest comes back in Montreal, perfect. That's the best. Like It's like our, I guess it's kind of like a South by Southwest-ish kind of thing. It's like a multi-venue kind of purpose, uh, like a um, uh, festival of sorts. Uh, Putzefest, remember that one. That's That would be a great. A lot of bands come over and, and do that from other countries. It's definitely, for punk rock and independent music, It's it's the place to play. Um, but yeah, Putzefest. So it usually happens in May. I don't. I don't know if it's happening this year, but that's usually when it happens, and that's sort of when all like the um, the whatever they like. We have Canadian Music Week, and we have North by Northwest, and we have. But then Vancouver, which is like forty-eight hours of driving away and a six-hour flight or something, that they have a, all their own scene, you know. So it's really tough to sort of conquer Canada, you know. Mm-hmm. Conquer Canada. Listen to me. Yeah, I think I think the the little bit that I heard about Canadian tours is that the drives are ridiculously long. Yeah. Or I mean, you could do like the East Coast, but then the West Coast is yeah something completely different. Yeah, you could do a Central Ontario tour that involved Montreal, uh, Toronto, London, maybe. There's like in this sort of area which we call the Golden Horseshoe, like where Niagara Falls is and stuff, and mm-hmm. sort of up towards Toronto. There's a lot of little venues to play. Um, that would be if if I was you guys if you were coming, I would and then a lot of them put puts a fest as part of their uh, the reason to come. So uh, yeah, Canada's yeah, Toronto's got some good places. I hope they're still open by the way. But I'm I'm like speaking like it's two years ago. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, if the fl- planes are still flying by then, so uh, you know, then definitely definitely come. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we would love to basically. Yeah. Yeah, we, the, the last time we spoke about about it, I think, was we played uh, two shows with ca- cancer beds. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Europe, like back in 2018, which was our last tour so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, we we just we really loved them. They really wanted to come and play Israel, and we tried to make that happen. Um, uh, but yeah, we were speaking about going to to play canada and i think i think that we would it would be like it would be cool yeah we're a band that really loves to smoke uh, weed they do three quarters of us no i'm talking about kids insane yeah yeah okay yeah. So i'm sure i'm sure in that in that sense canada is going to be a hell of an experience uh, <laughs> yeah yeah oh just for a warning that this because i don't have a real zoom account it might kick us off but if it does, oh, I'll yeah. I'll reopen the window uh, and 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 we'll we'll just restart it and get another forty minutes. Time limit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's if it lets us do that. If not, do you um? Are you on a computer right now? Yeah. Okay. Do you have Chrome? Google Chrome? Yeah, I do. Um, hey, let me just pause this because I got a feeling we're gonna get kicked off in like two minutes. Hold on. Okay, we're back. All right, now we're on a real. We're on the thing where you don't. We're not worried about the 
corporate monster zoom from cutting us off. <laughs> We're on the punk site now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out to whereby. Yeah, whereby. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, interesting story about this company is the guy that's the vice president, of, or the actually the president of it now. He started. He was the vice president of MySpace. Oh. Yeah. So remember that with the old timey like. Yeah. Is it is it Tom? No, or? it's not Tom. <laughs> no, not it's Tom. another guy. Tom's like the big guy. Tom is. I think. I don't even Tom existed. I think Tom was a fake person. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember seeing Tom on Facebook, which I thought was funny. Well, let's hear. Let's hear. Room for Terror. This is a good one. This is a. This is the long one. This one's a minute and twelve. Here it comes. really <laughs> i was just saying the fast part is like you can't stop rock and roll by twisted sister yeah well i used to play in a band called red fisher and we changed that song to uh 10 bucks and so we changed the words but we used the song from can't stop rock and roll by twisted sister um yeah so well, where, where were we oh yeah we were talking about uh we we're talking about coming to canada and uh how you guys should do it yeah you should we should figure out a time when you guys should come and make it the most effective travel experience and you know the question is is are you traveling now to 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 become a successful band are you traveling now just for the experience like what is your uh, realistic that's that's a tough question (laughs) no i mean uh yeah, I think I think we're more traveling now for the for the fun of it. Um, I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's that's an understatement. Well, we do we do want this band to to become as you know as successful and like have as many people that that we can hear about it and maybe like it. And uh, yeah, but we're if we if we have the chance, if we have the offer to play a cool festival or just a couple of venue shows with a cool band, anything, you know, that might, might be nice enough for us to, to go for this effort. Like we'd definitely go for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point of the band, um, at least in my perspective, we would love to tour places where we haven't been before, you know, no matter what the, like the, the cost or the constellation is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, Canada is is definitely interesting to us in many in many uh, ways. Uh, Corey, our singer, is Canadian. Oh yeah, he was born in Canada. Okay. Yeah, um, and moved here. Don't really know when, but uh, <laughs> at what age? But uh, yeah, that would that would definitely be a full circle. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, man, that's definitely definitely it's something to do. You know, I because my I just look at my own personal the way I look at things now. If someone said, "Hey, you want to go play in Europe?" And I'm like, "Yeah, not every day though." <laughs> you know, I'd be like, oh, "Well, you know, like get take our time." You know, you know, it's like being on tour. It's like, "Hey, let's go check out that cool thing that's in this town." And it's like, "Now nah, we got to go." That that happened so much, you know. And even when I was tour managing bands and stuff, it was like. I was trying to get the band I worked for to go and explore stuff because that was the exciting part of being in a, like a, a band with no real tour itinerary back in the nineties that I was in, you know, it was fun to go and find experiences and, and, and enjoy your, your surrounding. Cause it ultimately helps in your perspective of music. It has to, of course, you know, cause you can especially, enjoy it. Especially, you know, in the, in the like cities that you, you know you love and you like like you've been there a couple of times you you love this place and why why do we have to to leave so early you know like yeah. berlin is one of them for me yeah mine is cologne i love cologne it's my favorite city on oh, earth one yeah, of my favorite yeah. cities ever um yeah i i'm a bit of a world war ii buff so i wanted to sort of go <laughs> where you know we're going to england and i wanted to take the route so we ended up you know kind of being close to where normandy is and they're like, yeah. no, we're not doing that. I'm like, come on, everybody's going to be asleep. Let's take this weird little route. We'll end up there and then we'll still make the ferry on time. Like, but no, hard no. I was like, God damn it. Maybe one day. Yeah. It'd be, you know, that's why people travel with backpacks, I guess, is to sort of live that, that nomadic kind of lifestyle. But I mean, yeah. 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 Then, then you could really see everything you want. Yeah. And there's no, there's, I, I got stuck in Italy one for uh, I think two days during the 2010 with the um, volcano issue, um, the yeah. in Iceland, and I went to go. I was just by myself, and I went and saw like walked around Rome. It was like I'm so not used to this. Like this is not what I expected to. Uh, you know, usually it's like let's go find a good Thai food place or something. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. That was exciting back when you were with other people. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. So I, I get you know it's it's true what you said is. You're, you're you're traveling to enjoy life as well as to make the band heard by people and somewhere in the middle there is sort of like i guess is happiness right yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll, that's, you know that's a that's the uh never-ending chase huh? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know and and it, sometimes when life is hard some great music comes out of it but doesn't always have to be hard yeah, yeah true yeah well anyways man um yeah i think so the record comes out march first, first. yeah first and uh it, what labels are coming out on it's an israeli label um it's called taklitim holim mm -hmm. taklitim holim in the nice in the good pronunciation <laughs> which means uh, sick records it's uh it's a uh, quite new label from our friend Chaim, which is like a legend here in uh, in Tel Aviv. And uh, he, he, after like being all over the world and playing in so many bands, he he started this uh, like label that puts out Israeli bands and uh, local, uh, local hardcore punk metal. Um, and we're just really happy that it's coming out um through through him and uh he, everybody should check out the the website where you could uh, find uh, a lot more israeli bands um yeah right on 
Well, let's 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 take this out with one song. Thanks, man, for doing this. I appreciate it. Who's the yeah, enemy? No Here it comes. Thank you. That was Nadav from the band Kids Insane. Go check out Who's the Enemy. Um, the link, all the information will be in the podcast description. Great band. I love the songs. And I love the fact that they're just short little ditties that go on for about a minute and 20. That's the longest song on this record. Really enjoyed the talk. Really enjoyed the podcast. And really enjoyed the the, uh, the episode. Thank you so much. Melanie K for always setting up such great interviews with me and people that I don't know. All right, so go check out um, AIXP.com. Get affordable and useful plugins. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Don't forget to shop on Amazon. Don't forget to pledge on Patreon. 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 And, yeah, it's been an interesting week. Back at the theater. Who knows what's going to happen? Exciting stuff coming. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to the show week after week after week. Thank you so much for supporting me. And and I really, really do enjoy doing every week a new episode of this show. Stay tuned every week or every other week. Depends on what I, you know, what's going on. Yet to uh, make the big announcement about what I'm doing with my other time besides work and all the other stuff. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Okay, everybody. Bye.